1: Well, good afternoon to everybody. And you are here with Dr. Jeff Werber. And I, you know, the beautiful thing about doing a webcast is that here I am sitting in my new virtual office. And this is a virtual office at the Sacramento Airport in Sacramento, California, waiting for a flight of mine to take off in a little over an hour. And what better place to talk to everybody on Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio? Uh, my show coming to you live, coming live every Thursday, 1 o'clock Pacific time, 4 o'clock Eastern time and brought to you by ProSense Pet Products. And, you know, I don't talk a whole lot about ProSense, so I'm going to throw my little spiel in. You know, basically, I teamed up with ProSense to develop, um, you know, sort of very high-quality pet wellness, preventive medicine, and nutrition care for dogs and cats that you the kind of a regular person can afford I mean you go to the veterinarian let's face it I am one I know it's a, it gets a little costly we have a lot of costs involved with setting up our practices and yet I want to bring to everybody the best out there so I teamed up with ProSense and we have really great products and they are available to you for you know much less expensive than a lot of the products that I would sell at my clinic and at, you know major mass retailers like Walmart like Target like Walgreens ATB stores you name it we're in there and I really want to have you go in and get these products to help your pets stay healthy. So you might ask, maybe not ask it, but I'm going to ask for you, what am I doing up in Sacramento, California? Well, first of all, I went to school up in the here at, you know, at University of California at Davis. But more importantly, I just came from what they called Humane Lobby Day, And this is really a a kind of a fascinating day. And uh, this is where um, all the, the humane groups in the state of California get to stand in front of legislatures and lobbyists and really throw their two cents in. And there were a number of bills. And for any of you that are in California and can vote on these things, I definitely would highly encourage you to call your state senator's office and help these things pass. They've already gone through assembly. They're now in front of the Senate. And it's really important to get these bills passed. Two in particular that just really struck a nerve with me. One is called AB-711. And this is where it is going to ban the use of lead ammunition. For hunters, and is, what's interesting is is that when these hunters, which believe me, I am not a fan, but when they hunt and they kill these animals with lead, the lead gets into the meat. So either people that eat that meat or other animals that eat that meat, especially, especially some of our state-protected birds like the California condor and the golden eagle, when they eat on this carry-on, they can actually get and die from lead poisoning. So, um, And even hunters agree that there are much better alternatives out there. So you want to let your state senators know to support AB 711. Another one that, again, it sands me a lot is called AB 1213. That's 1213. And this is going to ban the trapping and killing of bobcats near state sanctuaries. I mean, what's the point of giving a place for these cats to roam and live and then killing them, setting up traps? And that's exactly what's happening. In fact, the number of bobcats that were trapped and killed at Joshua Tree National Forest last year rose by 800%. That is frightening. So this is going to ban the setting and use of traps in any conservation areas for these wild animals. So I really encourage you to go out and vote against these bills. Another one which I kind of liked is uh, it's AB 339 and when that one does, it prohibits the sale of live animals at California swap meets. So again, for those of you who are in California, do us a favor, do yourselves a favor, do your pets a favor, do our wildlife a favor and call your local center's office and let them, you would like them to support those bills. That's 339- 7-11 Seven eleven and twelve thirteen. So, what else? So, uh, then I had a chance to uh, be on a local radio station this morning here in Sacramento. It's Star 106.5. Had a great interview with Greg Tanner. And Greg Tanner is new to Sacramento, and he is a major animal nut. So, you know, anytime I have an opportunity to talk to somebody who is crazy about pets as I am, I am thrilled. So, um, again, you might want to uh, listen online, and uh, you can go onto the website, and uh listen to me and Greg have a great hello? chat so i want to hear from you hello hi can you hear me go ahead i, can, you you hear me? Yeah. I can
2: oh okay great my sister has a dog and uh, she lives next door to my next door, next to my house she has okay. at least like an adjoining two houses and every time i go into her house because you know she walks into mine let's say i'm going to say hello bring her the mail or something her dog starts barking and attacks me and I just like I walk in and then you know and I tell him Charlie stop it you know it's me it's me and I don't know if it's because I walk in and maybe I'm excitable or something but he should recognize me by now but he's always like attacks me and I have to tell him no Charlie no.
1: How old is Charlie?
2: Uh, I don't know About how old he
1: is. Only because sometimes you wonder. I mean, dogs have a, an amazing sense of smell. But, you know, sometimes in the house, they are so protective of their environment, it does take them a second to, to realize it. For example, if I walk into my own house late at night and it's dark... Even my own dogs will bark way more. I say, hey, guys, shut up. It's me. So that's a possibility. And maybe what you should have your, is it your sister-in-law's house you said? No, my, my
2: sister. Not my your sister. My okay. Sister.
1: What I would have you do is you should let your sister give you some of Charlie's favorite treats. And every time, you should come over like five or six times in one day. And every time you walk in the door, give him one of his favorite treats and have your sister no longer give these treats. So what's going to happen is that Hopefully, he is going to look forward to you coming in. He's going to say, to heck with you, Mom. He wants, I want your sister because you're, yeah. the, you're the one that's going to be given all the treats. So that's Uh-oh. another way to sort of get him to really say, where's, where's my aunt? I want her now because I get these treats. So um, when he finally does recognize you, does he warm up pretty quickly?
2: Yeah, yeah. Once he knows, I tell him, Charlie, it's me. Stop it. You know, but it's like, and he usually attacks me right when I'm going into the kitchen. Like, he'll bark, and then I I walk into the living room, he's sitting on the couch, and he sees me walking, and he barks. And then as I continue walking into the kitchen, usually I go in there, of course, I got to raid her refrigerator, and as I'm walking into the kitchen, that's when he attacks me. He'll just jump off the couch and attack me. And I say, hey, stop it, it's me, Charlie, stop it. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's what maybe I would have you do. Maybe the
2: food or something? Maybe he knows may, the maybe, exactly. of <laughs>
1: Of course, of course. And he's uh, food is
2: around
1: that area? I'm telling you, he is very territorial. So I want him to believe that he's going to get a better deal from you. So that's what I want you to do. All right? So try that okay, and yeah. uh, for sure let us know how it works. And I want to thank you for calling and tell your friends to call everyone listening. You can give us a call at 877-385-8882 here on Pet Life Radio. And uh, we're here live with Dr. Jeff, here to answer your questions about anything about your pets, about your dogs, about your cats. You can also chat with us online. Just go to PetLifeRadio.com, and you can talk to us live as we're sitting here. So um, anyway, I also wanted to, uh, you know, as you know, we get some mail, and I want to thank our caller again, and good luck with Charlie. And please give us a call back uh, and let us know how this is working out. So I have a a question. This question is about a 14-year-old female indoor cat that's been only eating dry food, and she wants to know what kind of concerns that she should have with eating dry food only. And there are a couple. One of them is that we worry that cats that aren't getting enough meat, and I mean real meat, are basically subject to what we call type 2 diabetes. That's the diabetes that people get. And the reason for that is a lot of the dry foods are overloaded with carbohydrates. They have too too many carbs. So with too many carbs, that does basically uh, stresses the pancreas and ultimately the pancreas stops secreting so much of its own insulin. The insulin is what helps get the sugar, the energy basically from the food that we eat and send it into the cells. So dogs and cats and people with diabetes actually often have the sugar there, but there's no insulin to drive that sugar into the cells. So one of the concerns is uh, we're finding that often what we feed our cats might play an issue. Another problem that we see with cats, certainly kidney problems, and it gets worse as they get older. And another thing is what we used to formally call FUS, feline urologic syndrome. Now we refer to as F L U T D, and that's low urinary tract disease. And that has a lot to do with oh I mean we've learned many factors, but diet being one of them. And it's important to make sure that the food that you're feeding your cats is leaving the cat's urine on the acid side. Acid means anything less then 7.0, preferably 6.5 to 6, sometimes 6, 5.5. That might be a little too acidic and cause some other problems, but uh, you want to make sure at least 6.5 to 6 urine pH, and that will help prevent some of the symptoms of crystal formation. As crystals stop forming or don't form, then we don't worry about stone formation and ultimately major problems with FLUTD, and that is a urinary bladder problem, lower urinary tract disease. Also, I got a call from, uh, or actually an email from Barbara in Malibu, and she writes that she has a 13-year-old palm who drinks a lot of water, and then he coughs a lot, but it's not a gagging cough. It's like a honking cough, and you know that's something we see frequently in these small breeds, and if nothing is wrong, and I, of course, encourage you to see a veterinarian and make sure that the basics are checked, lungs, of course, and either we can see something, that type of cough, we call it tracheitis, with a tracheal infection. For example, a simple kennel cough can do that or also we see that with collapsing trachea and collapsing trachea we see is something very common in some, some of these small and teeny breeds and where the cartilage rings that actually hold the trachea open aren't formed well and the trachea collapse with breathing and when it does, we get this problem with the coughing. So that's another issue. So uh, again, something you need to check out if it is collapsing trachea, there are or even a tracheitis, there are some medications that may respond to. Occasionally, and I mean rarely, do we see a case of collapsing trachea so severe? that we need to consider even some kind of um, uh, surgical intervention. Uh, the problem is it's a very, very challenging surgery, oftentimes not as successful as we would like it to be. So um, I always uh, advise caution and make sure you do your homework when it comes to even thinking about it. Most of the times I recommend trying to to encourage owners to keep the pets a little calmer, using some cough suppressants, not letting them drink water, like voraciously. This cough is exacerbated. The tracheal collapse with excitement. So if you can figure out how to keep them calmer, we see that seems to help a lot. So I'm sitting here once again, live, coming to you live at the Sacramento Airport in Sacramento, California, waiting to uh, catch my flight back to Los Angeles. So I want to hear from you. I want to take your calls here at uh, PetLifeRadio.com. Ask the vets with Dr. Jeff. That number is eight seven seven three eight five eight 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 two. You can either call me uh, we can talk on the phone. You can type in your questions here at PetLifeRadio.com, or you can go on um, on the internet, Pet Life Radio. Or if you're just tuned in, if you're on the website, PetLifeRadio.com, it says click here to join the conversation. You can go ahead and click to join the conversation, and we'll be happy to answer your questions. So I want to take a quick commercial break once again, thanking our sponsor, ProSense Pet Products and United Pet Group, along with Walmart. Give me a call, 877 385 8882. We'll be right back.
0: We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned.
2: Dog Shelter Blues, the new novel by Mark Conkling. This hard hitting story lights up the world of animal rescue with engaging characters and their pets. Struggling with their own internal demons as they attempt to rescue innocent creatures that sometimes bring a mysterious transforming power to broken lives. Read the first chapter of Dog Shelter Blues free at DogShelterBlues.com. Then come along a breathtaking journey that ends with an astonishing triumph of good over evil. Order your copy of Dog Shelter Blues today. Available at Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com.
0: Your dog digs a hole under your fence, and the next thing you know, protect your pets with Dig Defense, the amazing new product that keeps your pets in the yard. Dig Defense is safe, fast, and easy. Each unit is made from 4-gauge galvanized American steel and can be used for repairing digouts, filling gaps, or to hold fences down so pets can't get under them. Dig Defense provides peace of mind that your pets are contained humanely and safely. Visit digdefense.com today. D I G D E F E N C E.com I'm Lisa Smith Putnam, the host of the new and exciting show Your Pets, My Dogs, here on Pet Life Radio. Your Pets, My Dogs will feature celebrity interviews, we'll talk to everyday pet owners, and more. Listen, I am here to entertain you each and every week, right here on Pet Life Radio. Again, that's Your Pets, My Dogs. I'm your host, Lisa Smith Putnam. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We
1: Welcome back to Pet Life Radio. Ask the Pets with Dr. Jeff. You're here live with Dr. Jeff, and I am here at the Sacramento Airport right here in uh, California, Sacramento, California. And I'm uh, bringing our show live to you. You can always call in at 877-385-8882. And um, just uh, want to hear from you. want to answer your questions. I want to thank our sponsors, ProSense Pet Products. And I. we're just going through some emails. And I have an email. This is coming from Sammy in West Hollywood, California, right in my backyard, actually. He says, I've... Um, never heard you talk about a rather cold, wet nose on a dog means they are healthy. And I've heard some people say that the wet nose doesn't mean anything in particular, which is true. And is it the same for cats? Well, you know, this is something that we've all heard before, that if you want to tell you whether or not your pet is healthy, your dog or cat, feel their nose. If their nose is wet, that means they're fine. If the nose is not wet, that means it doesn't fine. That is a little bit of an oversimplification. The reality is, is that it is true that if a dog is doing great – he will have a nice cold wet nose, but it doesn't mean that if they don't have a cold nose, they're not doing great. Likewise, dogs that are really sick, they're often dehydrated and with dehydration, comes a dry a warm dry nose their temperatures elevated so you know it is true that dogs that are sick may not have that cold wet nose will more frequently have a dry nose but you can't go backwards so uh, don't use that as your only criteria if you have a dog with a warm dry nose but is otherwise eating well is happy is playful all the other parameters are just fine chances are he's fine you know what you guys can do also anybody out there is you can go get yourself one of those thermometers rectal thermometers at uh, you know at the drugstore and just learn to take a pet's temperature it's really not that hard. Temperatures for normal for a dog is about 100.5 to 102.5. On a warm, hot day, if they're outside, even 103 is okay. Again, always look at these uh, symptoms and signs along with the rest of the body. You know, a dog with 103 temp but is doing great, it's probably fine. A dog with 103 temp who's mopey, who has stopped eating, doesn't want to no energy, that could be a problem. So you definitely want to take your dog or cat in, showing those signs, and have them checked out by your veterinarian. So... Uh, so anyway, Sammy, thanks for the question in, uh, coming from West Hollywood, and now you know a little bit more information, a little bit more specific about the whole cold nose, wet nose issue. Uh, here's another coming in from April. This is a good one because this is sort of a, one of these opinion questions and, ver- and likewise answers, and that is, hi, guys. Hi, Dr. Jeff. Some people really push raw food diets for their pets. This includes raw meat, which I consider dangerous and not necessary to the health of my dog. I was wondering how you feel about raw food diets. Well, April, I have to kind of agree. I'm not a really big fan. I think that as we've gone through many generations and years of domesticating our our dogs, that we are not having the same issues when it comes to raw food diets. So, you know, I don't know if the, the intestinal tract is what it used to be. So, my Concern is that that I've seen a lot of dogs get sick. I think the food goes bad. I know that some of these raw food companies are irradiating their food first. They're killing off all the bacteria. Some of them are subjecting them to what they call it's like rapid freezing, it's instant freezing, and that will kill off the bacteria. So as long as some technique is being used to, to kill the bacteria, I think it's okay. Again let your animals be the judge. Let your dogs be the judge. If they're eating it, if they like it, if they're doing well, if they have a shiny coat, if they have lots of energy, the normal stools, and they're eating the raw food, then let them go for it. But I would not switch away from what you're feeding just because you think that the raw food diets are su- are, are superior. As a matter of fact, I'm a proponent of not switching at all if your dog is doing great on what he's eating. Um, you know, you can go to a pet store and see dozens and dozens of foods. They come and go. I would look for foods that have an AFCO certification on the label. That's the Association of American Food Control Officials. I would look for foods that have been tested through feeding trials. And um, if all of those, if they're AFCO certified, they've done feeding trials, uh, your pet seems to like it, your dog has a great coat, lots of energy, don't switch. There are a lot of great commercial foods. Don't think that more expensive is better. It's like that in a lot of things, but not necessarily in dog foods. There are a lot of really good ones out there. In fact, you know, one of the companies out there that has a mass market food, two of them used to be in the pet specialty market only, available only at pet stores. Now you're, they're available at the over-the-counter, at the mass market, supermarket level. They're just fine. So uh, don't be fooled by the pizzazz, the hype, and certainly don't let a, and I said this before, I made this point many times on the show, don't let a, a 17-year-old, 18-year-old employee at the pet store Become your pet expert. If you have, if you want your questions answered, check with your veterinarian. Okay, this one came in from Arlene, and Arlene uh, says my mother cat keeps moving her babies from one location to the next. I have them in a safe box away from the other adult cats, but twice now, mother has moved her kittens inside a tall thin box. Each time, it scares me. She's worried that she won't be able to find them. Well, this is mom being mom. Moms like to protect their kittens, and if they sense any danger. That's is what they're going to do. They are going to pick up their kittens. They're going to hide them. They're going to move them to what they call a safer place. The more traveled an area, the more likely mama cat is going to pick up and move the kitten. So this is normal and natural. What you might want to do, if there are any places around the house that are like really, really difficult to get into, like you may not be able to go find them, then I would sort of partition those off. But likewise, if there's a closet that you can just leave the door open, crack the door open a little bit, that would be great. That way that that mama cat can go into someplace that is nice and secluded. It's quiet. She'll feel safe. But if need be, you can get in there as well and check on the kittens. So um, for those of you that are just joining us, I'm Dr. Jeff. I'm broadcasting live from the Sacramento Airport. In fact, now you can hear a gate announcement about our gate. And we are um, – I was here for Humane Lobby Day here in Sacramento, this is where the lobbying groups, the humane groups of California had a chance to talk to state legislatures, meet them one on one, and really show our support for a number of very important measures that are sitting in front of California legislature now, two that really uh, that i 've talked about earlier i 'm going to mention again real quickly because I encourage you if you 're listening and you are from California to call your state senator and leave message with your state senator 's office that you want him or her to support these bills. One is the A B seven eleven and this requires the banning of lead ammunition. We do not like lead ammunition. It is dangerous. It is causes toxicity to people or other animals that eat the animals that were killed with lead ammunition it is becoming a major threat to two of our very important species that are on the protected species list that's the california condor and the golden eagle both of whom will feed off of meat that's been killed with lead ammunition and then they get potentially deadly lead poisoning and interestingly though of course i am not a hunter and i do not encourage it there are many hunters out there that actually feel that lead Lead is not even the best ammunition out there, so I encourage you, and there, even the, a lot of the hunters are supporting this Senate bill because they know that lead ammunition can even be dangerous to people that might eat the meat of these animals. Another one is AB 1213. That's AB1213. And this is really to support and protect some of California's natural heritage. And uh, that is the killing trapping of bobcats. They are actually taking these magnificent animals, these gorgeous cats, and they're hunting them for their pelts used in luxury clothing. To me, that is sickening. But anyway, trapping has more than doubled in 2011 and 12. And where they're setting traps is around the borders of lands that we have set aside for these animals. So that's like cheating. That's luring the animals into these places and then going ahead and trapping them. So uh, this uh, bill is going to prevent the trapping of animals that are near our what near our parks and conservation areas and um, it's going to outlaw the setting of traps and just here's an example in Joshua National Park region trapping has increased over 800% over the last 2 years so that's bill AB1213 get out there if you're from California if anyone listening has friends or relatives living in California please for the sake of these animals encourage your friends, your um, cousins in California to call and have their state senators support these bills. That is 711 and 1213. So um, while those of you who are still nervous and shy about giving us a call live, here to ask me questions at 877 385 8882. I'm going to, uh, oh, by the way, I don't know if I, I, those of you listening a couple of weeks ago, I talked to you uh, about our little dog, that patient of mine whose owner ran over the dog. Well, I have to tell you, the dog came in for a recheck. It is doing amazingly well. This is a dog that easily could have been left for dead. And... um it was it actually had a, a torn body wall, had torn trachea. We talked about tracheitis earlier. Talked about a tracheitis where there's a, a tear in the trachea. This poor dog was literally looked like a balloon because it was filling up with so much air because the air was leaking out of the trachea and going into the sub-Q space. And um, this dog, the uh, the uh, trachea, with time, we put a body wrap, prevented that air leakage, and. Um, This little guy is doing amazingly well. So uh, I I have to tell you, it's important. Another, we got a fairly sick uh, pet in the other day. And these all bring to mind some warnings that I've often made to you. The dog got in to the owner's trail mix. And they were interestingly concerned about the chocolate. Because, you know, a a lot of trail mixes have little chocolate tips. But when I asked, I said, were there a lot of raisins in the trail mix? They go, oh my God, yes, it was full of raisins. Well, I have to tell you, the raisins are way more, potentially way more dangerous than the chocolate. Most of the chocolate that's in these is is a semi-sweet chocolate or it's a milk chocolate, small amount. It would take a lot of chocolate and theobromine to cause this problem. But this was a – the raisins and grapes are potentially extremely toxic to dogs and cats. So this dog was pretty sick but, again, got to us early. We got this dog on fluid, flushed everything out. Dog is fine. And this brings to mind another potential toxin. And, you know, I was – I was uh, in my house and saw my cats playing with something. It was in a bowl, and one of them was trying to get it out of the bowl. So I looked and said, what are you playing with, you crazy cat? And it was sugarless gum. Guys, I've got to let everybody know. Be very, very careful. Sugarless gum, xylitol, is extremely toxic to pets. So if you have any gum left around the house, anything sugarless, anything with xylitol, X-Y-L-I-T-O-L, please remove it from their reach. It is potentially very dangerous and pot- it can be deadly. So looks like we are running out of time. Here it is. It was a great – this half hour goes so, you know, Mind you, as fast as this half hour goes, it will go even faster if you guys call in. So that, you know, if you want to let's get the show to an hour maybe, I need you to call in, 877-385-8882. Email me at uh, drjeff at petliferadio.com. If you have a question you'd like me to read on air, you can go ahead and email me at drjeff at drjeff.com. That's my own personal uh, email address, and I will get your questions and read them on air. And once again, I want to thank our sponsors, ProSets Pet Products. And uh, you know we have a, a lot of things for prosense. I, uh, whether it's joint care, we have uh, mild, intermediate, advanced joint care. We have dental care products. We have uh, skin and coat care. Summertime, this is the time your you, your pets are getting sores. We have an antihistamine that they could take. We have we have anti itch spray. We have a hydrocortisone spray. We have medicated shampoo. All of these things to help your pets stay clean and healthy during the summer. And because they're getting out there and doing more activity. Uh, which I hope they are. Um, And you're getting, I think, activity as well, which I hope you are as well because uh, considering the fact that it's good health for everybody, but vitamins and minerals, we have senior formula, we have a puppy and small dog formula and an adult formula. So we're trying to think of everything that you can do. Grooming products, ear cleaner, uh, dental care products. So, uh, I want uh, we're here for you. we're here to uh, help your pets stay healthy, help to prevent disease and I'm here every Thursday here on petliferadio.com to answer your questions and to help strengthen that bond between you and your four-legged friends. Thanks for joining me here on Ask the vets with Dr. Jeff here at petliferadio.com. We'll see you next Thursday.
0: Let's talk pets every week on demand only on petliferadio.com.